Simple Life Together, Episode 8, Things to Eliminate in the Coming Year and Tips for Successful Resolutions. Hi, and welcome to Simple Life Together, a podcast dedicated to leading a simpler life in the modern world. I'm Dan Hayes. And I'm Vanessa Hayes. Welcome back to Simple Life Together. On the last show, we talked about organizing tips from a toddler and life lessons from the playground. This week, we're talking about things to eliminate in the coming year and tips for successful resolutions. Well, we're switching it up this week, and Dan is going to go first for the topic segment. So, babe, what do you have for us? Well, we're reaching the end of 2012, and as 2012 comes to a close, we have uh, the new year approaching. And so, you know how it goes. Yeah, typically resolutions uh, get a lot of attention, so... I think we're going to talk a little bit about resolutions, even though I'm not much of really of a New Year's resolution guy. I tend to make changes when I'm good and ready, and regardless of the season or the date. But uh, yeah. but I know a lot of people look to New Year's either as a starting line for change in their lives or a finishing line for old habits. So uh, I thought we'd go ahead and talk about that on this That's podcast. That's great. Yeah, and actually, it's a busy time of the year for me. Usually, yeah. one of the topics for folks at this time of year is you know getting the finances squared away or the fitness squared away or getting organized. Yeah. So it's a popular time. So I think it's an uh, appropriate subject. Well, you know... I figured in keeping with uh, that uh, exuberant quote that I've talked about a couple of times in the podcast uh, uh, in previous episodes, but I use that to guide me on our journey together, and so I, I thought I'd give resolutions a little bit of a twist. So okay. if, you, if you remember, exuberant said, perfection is achieved not when there is nothing left to add, but nothing left to take away. So I thought we should maybe resolve to remove some of the things that add no positive value in our lives. And, okay, and uh, only you know what that is and what how it applies to you and what's right for you. But I just thought I'd throw out some kind of suggestions, I guess, for consideration. Interesting, cool. So the first one is stop wasting opportunities. Opportunities to grow are all around us, and there's lots of different ways that we can grow. And one of those is by learning. Right. And, you know, some people go through life and, and once they're done with either high school or college, they uh, they kind of, I guess, forego the formal learning part of their lives. Right. Sure, yeah. And that's something that I've always been, you know, you know I've always been <laughs> interested in learning. I always read and all that. And, and there's just so many opportunities. Daily. <laughs> yeah. Daily. <laughs> there's, there's just so many opportunities yeah. to learn now. And a lot of them are very, very low cost or free. So you could take a class online or in the real world, you know, you can uh, go back to college and, and I'm even considering going back yes. and <laughs> taking some film courses and stuff like that. So, um, and there's a lot of places that offer adult education classes, you know, public schools usually have some type of, um, adult education class. Right. I've done a couple through that. Yeah. You Spanish, took Spanish a couple, you know, right? QuickBooks class and, uh, yeah. Yeah. So and, there's a lot of stuff out there. Oh, I even took a dance class. Woo-hoo. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I didn't. <laughs> I was dancing solo. Yeah, but but you know what? Uh, that's another topic. <laughs> I was getting ready to jump into that one. Yeah, I'm not much of a dancer, but uh, uh, but you know, education is a great way to invest in yourself. I mean, I think that I think most people understand that, but um, I think people just get kind of wrapped up in the day to day. You know, yeah. they get wrapped up in the work and um, and it could be education to help them at work too. It's just the they just get inundated. I mean, yeah. you know, I think about our previous careers. We're pretty busy 
and um and not that ours aren't now, but it's just I think it's just really deciding, you know, not doing everything at once, but just deciding that there is things out there. If there's an interest that you have or something that can benefit you at work, that there are other ways to to learn. Right. So. And it really is, you know, if it's a priority for you, you'll find time. You'll find you'll You're right, absolutely. Time. Yep. So there are lots of ways to learn. You can teach yourself. You could go to the local library mm-hmm. to see if, um, you know, they have self-help books or tapes or, or classes. The org online, they have great classes for science and math. And if you have a weakness in one of those areas, there's lots available to uh, you there. Yeah, I actually downloaded that app because our son, <laughs> our 15-year-old, yeah, super smart kid. Yeah. <laughs> it's in these advanced math classes, and yeah, I'm clueless on that stuff. So, Yeah, yeah it's a good place to go to kind yeah. of bone up on your skills there. <laughs> I watch um, creativelive.com. I haven't heard of that. And uh, I've done a few courses on there. And as the they have these experts that give these live presentations, and sometimes they go over a period of days. And uh, sometimes it's oh. photographers or designers. Tim Ferriss was on there for a few days. What was he talking about on that one? Um, well, it was part of the the launch of uh, his 4-Hour Chef book, but it oh. was a lot of different life hacking things. Yeah. And um, so anyway, the class is during the day. You can, wa- you can register for it and watch for free wow. as it's being given. Once it's recorded, then people pay for it. Oh, okay. So that's an op- opportunity for somebody. CreativeLive.com, and of course, we'll have that in the show notes. But... Um, and I was thinking of other ways that I, uh, courses that I pay for online, screencastsonline.com. Uh, Don McAllister runs that oh, site. That's and fantastic. Those are fantastic. Yeah. So I'm a, I pay for a subscription there. I'm screen. glad you do because yeah. you helped me because there's no way that I would do that stuff. But yeah. <laughs> it's awesome. I've seen it and it's paid off as far as what Dan has been able to do for our businesses. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Don does fantastic stuff. It's more focused for Mac users uh, mm-hmm. and iOS users, but great tutorials at all different levels. So another one that I pay for a subscription, and this one's a little pricier, but uh, it has a lot available. And it's lynda.com, L-Y-N-D-A.com. And uh, you name it, the courses there run the gamut from uh, business courses and speaking through photography, photography all right? sorts uh-huh. of uh, video courses and uh, computer classes, all different types of software. So lots available on lynda.com. That's another very good one. And then recently we've been getting a lot more into video for your business and my business too. So uh, right. I pay for a membership at izzyvideo.com. And uh, Israel Hyman has uh, a lot of good classes there on on video tips. So I did a six-month course with him. And we were both members of Leo Babauta's A-List Blogger course. And I even took Evan Pagan's Wake Up Productive course, too. That was a good one. uh, And I've taken a whole bunch of Cliff Ravenscraft's courses. Most of them can be found at podcastanswerman.com. Cliff has a lot of fantastic courses. This podcast wouldn't be happening now. I've mentioned him before, but... This wouldn't be happening now if it wasn't for the, some of what I learned in Cliff's classes. I see, personally, I see all of these as an investment in me and a way to uh, to learn. So I stopped, I guess, being lazy and decided uh, decided to uh, take some action on some of these things that I thought were kind of shortcomings that I had, um, either personally or professionally, and uh, took the opportunity to learn them. And another way we grow is uh, by experiences, such as volunteering or getting active in your children's school or after-school activities. Uh, you can mentor someone in your chosen profession or a student studying for your profession. 
And if you belong to a church, you could see if your church needs help with uh, something you're skilled at. So those are all ways that you know we can take action and stop wasting opportunities that are all around us. I love that. Opportunities to grow. That's a great way to look at it. Another one is stop letting what you already have go unused. Oh, it can be frustrating. <laughs> yeah, it can. The, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is experience and expertise, and that ties in with what I just talked about. We all have different experiences that we have that we can offer somebody else. But as a tech guy, technology is the obvious one for me. And a whole bunch of us have technology that could be working for us, but that we don't just we just don't use it to its full potential. Yeah. And a lot of people, I mean, ask yourself, do you even set your clock on your coffee pot or use your timer? Most people don't. We do, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah, I make the coffee and you set it, right? So, you know, take a look around and, and uh, see if you're using the technology that you already bought and paid for to your advantage. Well, you know what? That reminds me. Remember we had that, that nice high-def video camera? Yeah. And we used it just for the, like, the first year of our daughter's birth. And that was it, you know? And then it went unused for... What two, three years? Yeah, we didn't. It just sat there, and it just sat there, and we just weren't really using it. And then, of course, and the business has started, and we actually were using it a heck of a lot more, and yeah. started reading the manual. <laughs> right. Go figure. Let's let's take advantage of this equipment we paid a lot of money for. And yeah, but it just it for for you're right for a couple of years it just sat there, just sat there. So, but w- the one thing that comes to mind is, uh, you know, my iPhone. I look at that iPhone, and I want to do a podcast where I talk more about the iPhone and, and, uh-huh. and even my iPad, but specifically my iPhone. It has replaced my wristwatch, my alarm clock, my iPod for listening to podcasts, my address book, my calculator, notepad, the GPS for the car, uh, voice recorders, any pocket cameras, you know, point-and-shoot type, don't need those anymore, uh, calendars, even a flashlight for you know at night for like looking at your keys little flashlight app. just used I'm, it the other night to walk to our bedroom because we yeah. turned off all the lights as we we're wrapping up the house yeah and i was like i can't see <laughs> yeah use my iphone i use great. it and i use it in the morning at four o'clock when i get up and and Do you? try to leave yeah i'm trying to find because you know i've left without a sock before and it's like geez i gotta trudge all the way back there <laughs> you know. but no seriously it's amazing though you think about it i call my iphone my mini command center yeah because it has everything I, and I hate that I'm, I am so dependent on it, but and I'm not really, but it has everything I need right, right. in the palm of my hand. I love it. Well, all of those, all those things that I mentioned, wristwatch, alarm clock, all that stuff, I mean, all of that just fits on one page of apps. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's a way to put perspective, I mean, yeah. And, uh, you know, what we used to pay, we used to pay for a GPS a couple, just a couple of years ago. Right. You pay a few hundred dollars for a GPS, and then... And In a year, before, it's you know, obsolete right, information. Right, the maps are outdated. You got to pay oh, for outdated, an update. Yeah. yeah. And so... Uh, we use the MapQuest app, and it self-updates. It talks to you. It, well, it, well it, I mean, obviously it talks to you, but there's other options on it. You use walking right? options, you know, if you're riding a bicycle or whatever, or there's the travel, you yeah. know, in the car. It's we, awesome. And it, it handled, um, did it handle public transportation when we were up in Portland, or did we I switch don't recall. over to Google? I think we switched over to the Google yeah, app. Yeah, I don't call that, but, but I love it because, you know, it's just, I can, it's current, and like I said, it talks to you too. And uh, where we used to just do Google Maps on our phone, and that didn't talk to us. Right. And so I love that there's the voice navigation as well. Yeah, but it's free. It's right. amazing. Well, you know, well, is I, it free? Well, MapQuest yeah, is. Yeah, it's free. So, yeah, love it. And I know that there's people that get uh, maybe a little intimidated by some of the tech stuff, but 
the one thing I would tell you is if you're not sure how to use some of your tech, there are tons of free how-to tutorials on YouTube to help out. So, you know, just kind of hunt around for the better ones. But all it takes is a couple of minutes of search, and you're going to find a tutorial. What did you say the other day about YouTube as far as it's the number two search engine? Yeah, it's a, a, a Google. A yeah, Google owns YouTube. Google is the number one search engine, and YouTube is number two. That's and that you're right. That's because people search for whatever they need. Yeah, I've used that with my clients because you know when they're asking about different things, I was like, hey, if you just do a simple search on on YouTube, you can find almost anything that you have a question on. Right. Always, not always, but there's a good chance there's a video on it. So, right. but that just puts it in perspective. If it's that busy and that popular, chances are people are posting a lot of information out there. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just the, just the how to delete a Facebook post on your iPhone video that I did. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did a 30-second video and it's got right now like 73 or 74,000 downloads. That's crazy. On a 30-second video. <laughs> but that's where people look. That's so, right. So use the stuff that you already have, but there, there's always stuff that you have that is going unused because you just don't need it. And I'm kind of getting into your territory on this one. But if you have things that you don't need, stop holding on. You know, some stuff is just not necessary anymore. So if you have unnecessary stuff, you can donate it sell it, give it away to a friend, or you can post it on uh, freecycle.org. And that's a listing that other people can go to to see if there's something listed that they need. And um, it's available in a lot of different countries, and I put a complete listing for all the countries where FreeCycle operates on simplelifetogether.com slash FreeCycle. But there's probably more than just stuff that you need to get rid of and that includes bad habits. And I think you're going to get into a little bit of that, yeah, too. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little so, bit about it. Yeah. So I won't focus too much on bad habits, but get rid of the same old routines. If they're not working for you, then it's just time to let them go. Right. And even your work situation, if you're feeling that you know, you're just stuck in a rut with your job and you're just totally ready for a change, I would recommend that you check out Dan Miller's 48 Days podcast. Right. And I've been listening to that for years. And that really kind of motivated me to, and got me to the point where I am now. Right. And, um, you know, you encouraged me to check out his stuff and I read his book and, and it was very, very motivating. You know, he helps to take out the, the fear of, you know, making a change and really pursuing your passions and things like that. Yeah. So his first, the, the first book, the one that you read, uh, I don't know, honestly, I don't know if that's his first book or just his most, or his first real popular one. It's called 48 Days to the Work You Love. Right. But his 48 Days podcast is fantastic, too. Yeah. Well, you know, it, going back to getting rid of old routines or, you know, bad habits or whatever, it's kind of like relationships, too. I mean, you know, if you're in a bad relationship or you're hanging out with folks that just aren't healthy for you, I mean, that's something else to kind of, it's hard to do that, but it's... Maybe you limit your interaction with some of these either coworkers or friends or whatnot, just yeah. to because that's something else that's can be just extra baggage yeah. stuff that you don't you, need. You know what? I'm going to get to that in a couple of minutes. Are you? Yeah. Sorry, I didn't I sure, need to jump no, ahead. No, no, that's cool. That's a good. <laughs> that's a good lead-in. The next one I want to talk about is stop letting others dictate how you use your time. Uh huh. And, you know, I'm a huge proponent of that. Now, this is going to sound kind of like a tech thing, but it's not. This isn't a tech thing. It's a time thing. Use a DVR for your shows. You know, if you watch a lot of TV or mm -hmm. even a little bit of TV, use a digital video recorder. Either do that or just cut the cord altogether and watch online on sites like iTunes or Hulu or Netflix. 
if you're in the United States and outside the U.S., if you just Google TV streaming sites, you should be able to find some sites that stream shows in your area, uh, like over in the U.K., the BBC's iPlayer is a big one. And also don't forget to check your local network sites to see what streams they offer, too. And another way, I'm kind of preaching to the choir here, but another way to control your own time is to choose podcasts over radio. <laughs> right, right. I'm not doing that selfishly <laughs> just because we have podcasts, but but you know that was the one thing that I decided when I used to have a very long commute. Well, long for me, it's probably not long for most people. It was only you know thirty thirty to forty five minutes, and uh, I started before podcasts were were really available. I went to the library and it would take out audiobooks on oh, cassette from the uh-huh. base library. And that's what I would listen to, to and from work. And I would go through a course a couple of times and get another one or either a course or a book. And uh, so that's what I did. But when podcasts came around and they were so, you know, it's just so easy, I was downloading podcasts like a maniac. So uh-huh. <laughs> podcasts allow for, you know, the favorite thing is uh, time-shifted content. is kind of a watchword for folks who podcast. You know, they call it time-shifted because, I mean, there's people, that, as we record this podcast now, it's, what, the 27th or the 28th? 27th. 27th of December, 2012. There's going to be people listening to this a year from now. <laughs> right. Isn't that weird? Right. I mean, yeah. And people will be listening to it on their commute, at the gym, right. as they right. lay on their couch and chill. It doesn't matter, but they're going to listen to it at on the their time. On the airport, yep. on the flight, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's all going to be on their time. And that's right. what's so cool about it. It is. And as they're listening... They missed a part that was important to them. They can just rewind and listen to it again. Right. You can't do that with the radio. No, you can't. That's right. You know, you can do it as you walk, run, work, commute, uh, when you're traveling, like you said, in the airport, as you're doing chores, whenever you want. And when you compare it to radio, I, I actually Googled this. In an hour of broadcast time on commercial broadcasting stations, depending on the popularity of the show and the time you're listening, there's between 10 and 20 minutes devoted specifically to advertising. Oh, my goodness. You know, trying to tu- so turn you into a consumer. Annoying. It is, isn't it? Yeah. Golly, they're just trying to sell you everything, yeah. but and it's then, just annoying. And when you think about it, before they go into a commercial break, you know, they got to set up and leave you with the cliffhanger mm-hmm. to get you to stick around. And then you're then you're interrupted oh, yes. for those few minutes, and then they come back and they recap so for a few minutes until you get the information you want. Isn't that frustrating? Yeah, it's frustrating, and I get it. I get it. That's how yep. they are able to get the information out there. That's how they're able to stay out there. I mean, that's just how business works. But at the same time, it's just so annoying. And right. Because sometimes what you end up doing is you don't get the information at all. All you want to do is tune it off. Tune, tune it, it out. out yep. Just turn it off, tune it out, and say, forget it's not worth it. Yeah. That the news does it to you constantly on television. Can't stand it. Yeah. Anyway. Well, (laughs) so, you know, obviously, you know, I'm a podcast fiend. I love listening to podcasts, but for, uh, for people who are interested in getting back to the learning thing too, Mm -hmm. iTunes University is available on iTunes and those I've taken full college classes online on a podcast. Wow. And some of them even have like a test that you can do and send it in for a grade. Oh my goodness. So, I mean, it's just amazing. Amazing stuff. Gosh, you geek out. I know I do. You totally geek out. But there are tons <laughs> tons of podcasts out there, depending on whatever you're interested in. You know, something that's motivating, encouraging, or any type of informative content. The, the thing that gets me is, remember, each and every one of us only has 24 hours in the day, 168 hours in the week, and every minute truly is precious. And you've got to make a concerted effort to control more and more of your time. And that's just the way it's got to be if you want true control over your time. Right. So the next one I want to talk about, speaking of time, is to stop living in the past. 
You know, the reality is a lot of us kind of live in the past for good or for bad reasons. And I'm going to talk about both of those. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've, uh, every one of us has had past failures and sometimes we spend a little bit too much time dwelling on them and beating ourselves up over them. Oh yeah. And it's time to just kind of let those go. That'll, yeah, that'll freeze you sometimes. It'll just really, that fear will prevent you from moving forward a lot. Yeah. Those past failures. And then the kind of the opposite end of the spectrum on that one is riding on the coattails of your past successes or Mm -hmm. resting on your laurels. (laughs) You know, that 50-year-old guy who, you know, was the high school quarterback or whatever and was the hero in high school and then that was the highlight of his life, you know, Mm -hmm. or whatever. Right. Uh, I mean, we've all had that. Even And no matter how successful you were at something, you probably moved on to something different. And you, and so is everybody else, right? Exactly, and you can't just you can't just rest on that for the rest of your life. If you're I mean, not, it's good to build that credibility and whatnot. But once you, right, once you've progressed on, it's time to kind of let go and start moving towards new yeah. successes. I guess you know, it's kind of that, like the saying, "If you're not growing, you're dying." Mm. You know, so you got to pick wow, which one like, you're going to do. Yeah. So another one that some people fall into is don't keep focusing on the roads not taken. Mm-hmm. All right. Respect the choices that you made. Even if you made a bad choice or a mistake, then work to rectify them. But you can't go back and undo your past. That's all there is to it. You can't undo it. You can make amends, but you can't undo it. Yeah, uh, that's a, I really, I really like that. Um, and, as a matter of fact, every time when I say my prayers, I, I just think, I thank God for the things that have happened, good or bad. You know, you look back on the past, but yeah, they all shape the, us. The past is what has shaped you for right. who you are today and probably for the future. So, so a lot of people regret things that they did, but some people also regret inaction. You know, mm-hmm. things they didn't do, and you don't can't let that hold you back or wallow in regret for all the you know the whole coulda woulda shoulda sure um, things that that go through your head. We've all been guilty of it. So, you know, kind of to use our old military term, you just got to suck it up and press on. Press on. on. Right. Yeah. The next one I want to talk so that about. Was stop living in the past. Is stop living in the past. Yeah. The next one is stop undervaluing yourself. And I'm not going to get into this too much because we're all different. And everybody has skills. Everybody has experiences that they need to offer. They just, you just need to start. You got to take action and stop making excuses. What I do, this is for me personally, and maybe it works for others, but I have to focus on producing rather than consuming. When I did my Facebook fast, that's what that was all about. It was all about, I, was, I felt like I was consuming too much, and I wasn't producing enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did. I, I'm glad I did the fast, because this podcast really started while I was doing the Facebook fast. I, it really gave me the impetus to, to get this thing going. Something I've wanted to do for years. Right. I've I've had the same. <clears throat> I've I've kind of battled the same thing. I think we all do. You start to compare yourself to others, or second guessing your capabilities and abilities to help right. others. And I know that I've done that starting the business, whether so starting my blog, doing videos, and the hands on organizing. I was just wondering, you know, what do people do? They really. Are they really going to get something out of what I'm going to teach them? Am I really going to teach them? Am I really good at what I do? And and the the truth of the matter is, is that yes, I am very good at this. You know, you may be very good at something else, but if you stop comparing and just really, really just look at the things that you are good on and capitalize on that, then it really can help you kind of move forward. Yeah, and it's and it's not easy. It, no, you know, it's not. No, none of this stuff is easy. These are simple solutions, but mm-hmm. they're not. You know, like we talked about before, simple is doesn't equate to easy. Right. 
for me, I have to strive to be more of a producer and less than a consumer. Less of a consumer, I should say. And I have one more that I want to talk about. It kind of ties into the one you you brought up earlier. Stop letting drama have a stage in your life. (laughs) Amen. Rumors and gossip (laughs) are like cancer. And you just cut them. Got to cut them out of your life. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Possible. I know when I get with my girls, <laughs> sometimes we get a little gossipy, and it's yeah. just. But honestly, I don't feel good about it, and I get angry, and I'm like, we just let's just cut to the chase. Let's get to the point on the issues that matter. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good because it is negative. You know, recently I got caught up in a bunch of just gossip and drama, and it was stressing me out. And yep. Dan's just shaking his head at me. He's like, "Why are you even bothering with this stuff? Just let it." go yeah and honestly you know i took his advice and it's been great it's just it's one less thing i have to worry about and stress about it's just don't even acknowledge that drama just let it go yeah you have to (laughs) and and like you talked about earlier with bad relationships Mm -hmm. they don't get any better by themselves so it is either easier sometimes to 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 just cut things but I think it's better to to at least mend, make your attempt to mend that relationship right. I mean, first. Try to communicate and see if the other one's willing to meet you halfway right. or whatnot. And but. it always takes two. You know, we've all heard that takes two to tango, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And it, and it really two is true. Every story. Yep. Yeah. So bad relationships don't get better by themselves. You got to do something. You got to take action to do something about them. And don't be held back by the opinions others have of you. That's drama. You know, because what you think they think may not actually be what they think. Mm-hmm. You know. And I don't want to carry that one too far. Mm -hmm. You just have to stop worrying about their opinion of you. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't say don't listen to good advice. Of course you want to listen to to good advice. But you can't be worried about what everybody thinks of you. And it's easy for me to say. I know I get thin-skinned about that stuff. But it's certainly something I plan to work on this year. Well, I know that I've uh, I've had to work on it too. You know, if I've gotten some criticism on my work or whatever the case may be. But then you get to the point where, okay, that was one out of... Right. Several hundred. Yeah. Well, some of those are just, you know, trolls. Trolls, on, on, yeah. On YouTube. But at first I used to get annoyed by it, by it and I would take it personal. Well, that's now, natural, yeah. That's now I'm natural. just, I just laugh and I go, you know what, I kind of, that person, there's something else going on with that person. Yeah. Not necessarily me. If it's constructive criticism, I'll take it. And sure, you know, yeah, you're you good know, us, Dan, if we, if there's something that someone's, you know, if it's constructive criticism at work or on the blog, we rectify it, we correct if there was an sure. error made or someone made a really good recommendation, we acknowledge it and we write about it and we post it, that's fine. But if it's someone just making nasty comments, you just let it go. Yeah, you don't have, I mean, that's not mm-hmm. something we stand for. And nope. You shouldn't. You shouldn't nope. have to worry about it. And another one part, part of that is don't rush the judgment of other people. Right. So that kind of, that's kind of the reverse side of the coin of opinion others opinions that others have of you. And so... How do you deal with uh, cutting drama out of your life? I made up an acronym that you can use. I say just deal with it. And DEAL stands for don't place blame. The E is for elevate yourself above the situation. The A is allow for apologies or amends or agree to disagree sometimes. And the L is, like you said, I, like you said that I said earlier, <laughs> let it go. So DEAL. <laughs> D-E-A-L, don't place blame, elevate yourself That's above good. the situation, allow for apologies, amends, or agree to disagree, and let it go. Ooh, just deal. Yeah. That's just really cool. deal with it. Right on. So... That's my that's my big topic for the day. Wow, I really that was a great great topic, and I'm glad that you went first. You know, kind of sets the stage. But of course, me being a little bit of the more pragmatic kind of step by step gal, I'm going to give you some tips <laughs> on how to make your 
New Year's resolutions a success. Yeah, I'm the dreamer. You're the, these are the steps. Yeah. yeah. He's the strategist, the, the visionary. And I'm like, how are we going to get this done? Step by step, tell me. <laughs> so that's what we're going to talk about today is tips to make your resolutions a success. You know, because with the new year quickly approaching, like right around the corner here, uh, many of you, including me, are probably thinking about things that you would like to improve on or habits you would like to quit or maybe some good habits you'd like to start. So, of course, I thought it would be fitting to share some tips on how to make your resolutions a success. Well, I'm dying to hear them. Well, let's see. Now, what's interesting about the things I'm going to share with you today is that, honestly, you can use them any time of the year and for practically any type of goal or project that you're working on. So basically what I mean is if you're wanting to do maybe a do-it-yourself project or maybe you're working on a big project at work, many of the tips that I'm going to share can be applied to those projects just as you would apply them to your resolutions. So just keep that in the back of your mind as I go through these tips. So the first tip is pick only one or two resolutions. That's a good one. I don't know about you, but in the past I have always had like a hundred different resolutions and I think, okay, I've got to you know, do X, Y, and Z, and then I never do any of them. There's just too much to think of. I was like, <laughs> yeah, you get was, overwhelmed. What was I supposed to do again? So, and that's just, that's the whole point. Um, you know, just don't try to tackle everything at once. Just pick one, two things tops that you want to work on. And um, in, what I would recommend is, like I do with organizing projects, you know, when folks have a different organizing projects they want to work on, I say, okay, well, what's the number one thing that's nagging you? What is what is having the most effect on your life? Right. Um, for example, I've got a client who she had hired me to work on her home office. And so we started working on that. I had another appointment set up with her to do to work on that home office again. And she called me up and said, you know, Vanessa, I, as much as I want to get my home office done, I realize that the bigger priority is my office at work because that is affecting every other aspect of my life. Yeah, that's the first domino in the chain. So, yeah, it was affecting her stress level. It was affecting her productivity at work. Um, she was getting down on herself on things. And so I said, well, okay, so let's get to it. That's the new priority. But um, So anyway, so that's why I recommend picking the one that's nagging you the most or that's having the most effect on your life. The second tip is to be realistic about your resolution or goal. So, for example, having more money may be a goal of yours. Okay, we sure. want to have yeah. a little bit more <laughs> income. But winning the lottery versus saving a little money each month are two very different ways to have more <laughs> money. So I'd say the latter idea is probably a little bit more realistic. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, or take your fitness goals. You know, running a marathon and tackling a 5 or 10K are distinctly different goals. I can tell you that from experience. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you've been running for years, then a marathon may be, you know, it may be reasonable or attainable. But if you're new to running or if you haven't run in years, then a marathon is probably not a good idea and probably is a little bit dangerous. Yeah, it's, a, it's sure it's a great long-term goal. Yeah, sure. But you got to have some short-term goals in order to, to meet that if you're Right, you know, it's like, it okay, right hey, you know, there's a marathon coming up in three months. I'm going to run it. Whew, that's yeah, tough for luck. even an experienced runner like me. I'd be like, yeah, that's not going to happen. You yeah. know, they're pushing it too far. Or, you know, if you want to lose 40 pounds in, you know, a month or two – Probably not a good idea. Yeah, not healthy. <laughs> yeah, not healthy. But it's probably not realistic. So, so just be realistic with your goals. The third tip is to be specific about your goal. I want to lose weight versus I want to lose 20 pounds in six months is different. Or I want to organize my entire house versus I want to organize one room per month. Again, it's different. It's the same thing, but you're being more specific about that goal. And yeah, when you're and more specific... Sp then you can measure it, right? As absolutely. You go along. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a, exactly, exactly what you want to be able to do. 
Now, the fourth tip is to tackle your goals in small chunks. So this kind of goes in line with about being specific about your goal. You know, if you break your goals down into small, manageable chunks, let's say, for example, you want to save enough money for a family vacation. Now, I just kind of made this generic... This generic kind of idea here was that, so let's say you want to go on vacation. Maybe that'll cost a couple thousand dollars. Okay. Let's say $2,000. Okay. And maybe what you want to do is divide that by the amount of time you have before you actually go on the trip. So let's say for about nine months. Okay. So that comes out to a little over 200 bucks a month that you need to save. Math in public. (laughs) 222. Right? That's about right. (laughs) Yeah. You're good. So... So from there, what you can do, now that you know what you really need to save per month, that's going to give you an idea of areas that you can cut on your monthly budget to help you save that money or how much money you can right. you know, set aside each month month to help you attain that goal instead of just trying to save two grand and just popping it out of savings or you know, maybe you're just going to try to cut something. Yeah, you're right. Like 200 bucks and change isn't, uh, isn't a huge amount every month. Right. So I'm just saying, you know, if you if you break it down into smaller chunks, it just makes it a lot easier for you to attain that goal. And maybe you want to quit eating fast food. Now I'm just throwing out examples here again. Sure. So if you eat a lot of fast food, but you really know that it's not that healthy for you, maybe you can start by eating fast food only three or five times a week. Maybe pack your lunch instead of going out for lunch. Um, and then maybe you want to cut it down to three or five times per month, and then only one or two times per month. So just, you know, so for the first scale it back, scale it back a little bit at a time, but just kind of, you know, write that out and just break it down to these small chunks. Um, Or maybe you're working on an organizing project. Let's say the kitchen. Try to tackle just one drawer or cabinet per day with the goal of getting it done in a month. Then you can work on the next room in the house and so on. So it's just much easier when you tackle a goal a little bit at a time. That's good advice. Okay. So the next tip is to. Tell folks about your goals. Get it out there. Get out there. Yep. There is something to be said about peer pressure. Of course, I'm talking about healthy peer pressure. (laughs) All right. So tell folks that you trust or who you know will help you stay on track. I am so amazed at how much that will motivate me. You know, if and I've got a friend like that too. My friend Karen, she's like that. She throws. She's like, I don't know. There's just if I put it out there then that means I got to get it done. (laughs) I've got to do it. You know, I know that I posted things on Facebook about my training for either a marathon or something else coming up or that I'm getting ready to start a juice fast. I have been amazed at how some folks will actually track my progress and ask me about it. Um, They're actually interested in my success or maybe they're just interested. And if I succeed, maybe they, maybe I give them motivation to do it themselves. I don't know. Or maybe they're interested in me failing. I don't know. <laughs> when I was when I was blogging about uh, juice about my juice fast, and actually we talked about that last last podcast, then I did copy some of those blog posts over, so they are on simplelifetogether.com. I think right. I think there's a category now juicing. I mean, that was over a year ago, or it was just about a year ago, and uh, I still get questions and comments all the time. People asking me how it went or asking for advice. That's cool. So yeah, I mean, it, it really is. a Yeah. So when you put that stuff out there, you know, and there's another friend of ours that, you know, he's um, trying to lose weight and, you know, he's got kind of an online community. And when he's kind of absent for a while, people start checking in on yeah. him. And then that just, you know, first of all, you're honored that they care, you know, yeah, and then secondly, true. then you feel like, Okay, I better get back on it. It's like a little motivator. Right. So, so whatever the case may be, peer pressure can be a motivator. Yeah. So tell you don't want to let it. them down. That's yeah. right. 
So the next tip is get a buddy who can work with you or who's trying to achieve the same goal. So maybe you can get a fitness partner or an organizing partner or maybe a quitting buddy if you're trying to quit smoking right. or something yeah. like that or you know quit alcohol or drinking or whatnot. Um, it's just a lot easier to accomplish a goal when you've got somebody else who's there along with you. Remember, we would go work out in the mornings. And if you were just going out by yourself to work out, it's so much easier. Ask me how I know. Because when I run by myself, which is most of the time, it's so much easier to hit that snooze button. Yes. Or just turn it off altogether. Forget that alarm. You have, you have a worn out snooze button. Right? <laughs> Here it comes. She actually has a dent in her iPhone screen. It's so the, bad. Or the little snooze icon it's comes It's terrible. Out. I used to be able to get up so early in the morning and I'd be there. But that's because I had to be there either yeah. for morning physical training with the whole group of folks at work or or whatever. I had to be at work on, on time. But now with kind of my own schedule, sometimes I'm a little slackadaisical. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is, is if there's somebody who's going to meet you there at the gym, then it's a heck of a lot harder to say no and to turn off that alarm. You're going to be a little bit more motivated to go there because you don't want to let that person down. Yeah, You don't want to face that disappointment, <laughs> believe me. So... And the funny thing is, is the journey to achieving your goal is usually a lot more fun when you're working on it together with someone. So the next tip is to use your calendar to help you stay accountable. I recommend this to my clients all the time. If you want to work on a project or develop a new habit, first break it down to steps and then put it on your calendar. For example, let's say you want to run three times a week. Well, plug that in on your calendar. Decide what days of the week that you want to run and put it on your calendar. Or maybe you want to have more date nights. <laughs> which I would love to have more that date nights. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. Just plug in the dates that you would like to go out so you can start planning ahead. Yeah. You know, I mean, Dan and I are pretty good about doing family fun nights, but we're not always so good about just doing date nights. And so that's actually what I'm like. Especially together. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's something, I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> so, but that's actually, that's one of my... Um, goals for the year is to actually have kind of plan out our family fun and our date nights, yep. you know, so we got to take care of us, babe. That's right. <laughs> so you can set up reoccurring appointments on your calendar for these different milestones or things to help you track your progress or whatnot. And also I recommend that you set a time once a month to evaluate your progress. Yeah, it's good to review that stuff. Right. So maybe the first of the month, end of the month, whatever the case, first right. end of the month, first month, kind of the same thing. Right. <laughs> but uh, so just use your calendar. It doesn't work for everybody, but sometimes it does help you kind of hold yourself accountable. The next tip is to write down your goals and keep a log. Monitor your fitness, organizing, quitting, or financial goals by simply writing them down and then tracking them. I do this for my fitness. I have a separate workout calendar on my Google Calendar that lists my workout schedule for the week. Then I have a separate calendar that I keep track of what I actually did. Because sometimes I finished it and sometimes I didn't. That's a that's a, a neat uh, way of doing it. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about that is that it doesn't really gather all that information. I have to kind of scroll through and scroll back to the dates. But it is kind of nice for me to know what I've done. And I've got to stay on that, of right. course. But I actually use a lot of apps now. But anyway, it, it may work for you. It was just a great way to see the record of what I've done. Um, I've also done this with my marathon training. I printed out this a training schedule, and then I would actually write down the mileage I completed for each day that I ran, and then I would add up the mileage for the week and see if that corresponded, how close I was to accomplishing that according to the training schedule. Right. So that's just a way of, of doing things. We also have a, 
a Withing scale. That oh, yeah, Dan the, got. the Wi-Fi Withing scale, yeah. Love that because it keeps track of our weight, our body fat, our BMI numbers, um, and it you know obviously it syncs to our our computers too, the program there. So it's really nice to see your progress there. But now I keep track of my fitness by using a couple of different apps. So, but more on that in a second. Okay, I'm waiting. Okay. <laughs> uh, the next tip is to expect setbacks, but don't get discouraged. Okay, because that happens. You know, we talked about falling off the wagon. Right. Before. Jump back on the wagon. Jump folks. back on the wagon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. It's as easy as that. Yeah, okay. But a lot of people let that get them down. I mean, if they hit that bump in the road and that's right. it, they, uh, uh, you know, they feel like a total failure and all that and. All of this takes time, but I think uh, one thing that really does help with that is, like you said, if you break it down into small chunks, right? Because if you, if you don't plan it out and you just go into this thing blind, right? Then you have a better chance of failing. And what what, what was that thing we looked at on the internet? It says you have between a fifty and seventy percent chance of of a goal succeeding right. at a goal if you measure it. Right, it's right? amazing. Yeah, and just by simply writing down your goals, right? Exactly, you have a greater chance. So of if if you don't do that up front. And then you just kind of go go at it, not doing it in small chunks. You kind of go head first, and and uh, and then all of a sudden you you do great for a while, and then you hit that bump, and then you're totally discouraged. Yeah, and what you really need to do is just kind of go, okay, why did I mess up, or why did I fall off the wagon, or what was my hiccup? Evaluate that, see if there was some type of trigger to help you fall off that wagon, or then just readdress it, adjust, and then Press start on. again. Yeah, yep, that's what you got to do. I do that with my. Cl- it's crazy. I talk about my about my clients a lot, but it's true. I this this happens a lot. They do a lot of backsliding, but then it's just a matter. There's maybe some technical errors, or or maybe something um, happened in their life that kind of got them off track. Well, we just readjust and we get back on sure, the road. Life happens. That's right. Now, my next tip is to use apps to help maintain your goals. Now, I pulled up this list from Mashable.com, and um, and some of these apps I actually use myself. But a lot of the, these apps can really help you keep track of your goals. My Fitness Pal is a calorie counter, um, and it's really cool because it actually helps you to you set up your goals, and it helps it break it down for you. And also has a list of all the different you can type in the different foods that you eat. You keep like a log of your journal of your exercise and your your meals, and then it helps add up the calories, and they it tracks to see if that's in line with what your ideal caloric intake is right. and if you're off or, or right on or whatnot. So it's actually really cool. And I'm kind of scared of it. Now <laughs> it's too honest. It's too honest. Yeah. Boy, those carbs really add up the calories. So yeah. just saying. Well, you know, uh, uh, another simple way uh, that a lot of people use now is, is using their phone to take a picture of every single thing they eat or drink. And it's just like a little food diary. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So, so you can use that in conjunction when you go to input the right. calories. You can, or, or you can just let it stand alone. And just, uh, you know, you look at that and it's like, wow. I hate that, huh? Yeah. Okay. That's cool. Another app that you can use is called Fitness Buddy. It's basically like a virtual personal trainer. Um, I also heard about this um, from another podcaster, John Pekinis from Let's Reverse Obesity. So I think my fitness, fitness buddy or my fitness pal. But anyway, he got me searching on this stuff, so he got me motivated about it. <laughs> Old John's got a lot of people going. Yeah, so he's pretty inspiring. So um, Live Strong, My Quit Coach is another app. It's to help you quit smoking. So it's kind of like a little coach out there to to help you kind of keep on track with your quitting goals for smoking. Um, Astrid, A-S-T-R-I-D, 
is another app. It's basically an app to help you manage your to-do lists. So if you have different projects and things out there that you're working on, then this might be a great way to help you create checklists and help monitor how you're, you're tracking those goals and those milestones. Yeah, I'd never heard of that one before. I have to check that one out. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You can also share it, too. It links um, syncs with your contacts, too. You can pull from your contact list, and you can send different... So if you have other people working on the project with you, you can send it to them. Oh, cool. So it's kind of neat. And then Mint.com is another way um, to help you manage your personal finance and spending goals. So um, that's just... It's great. I wish we could use it a little bit more. We do banking through... I think a company that doesn't allow us to use it as well, but I've heard a lot of great things about it to help folks manage their their personal finances and spending. Yeah, Mint was, I think, recently, within the last year, bought by a a big banking company. But uh, it's still free, and and it does have great reviews. So those are a few tips. The last thing that I want to share with you is to reward yourself. So once you've defined your goals, you've had set up a more specific goal, that it's an attainable one, you've broken it down into chunks, you're keeping a log and you're making these milestones and you're meeting them, try to reward yourself. I have a great example. I've got a, um, a client who, actually the client I was talking about earlier, she started focusing on her home office and her whole goal was if she was able to get her office, her home office organized, then she would be able to buy herself a new computer, an iMac to be. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so she was so Good excited about it. Um, and she still has that goal. Although now it's her work office that she's more concerned with. But when we get back to the home office, she's like, you know, that was supposed to be a Christmas present, but we didn't get it done. And I had asked her, did you buy it yet? Did you get the computer? She said, nope, because I didn't accomplish my goal. But I have that money set aside. And once I accomplish the goal of getting the office organized, then I'll reward myself. Good for her. That's awesome. I think that's a fantastic way to reward yourself. So. So anyway, I think these are just some ideas, some tips. Hopefully you can you know, use some of them and that they will help you to accomplish your resolutions for the year. Well, I think a lot of people will be uh, tapping into these as we go into 2013. Okay. Well, hopefully they will. Yeah. Let us know. Let us know uh, how some of these things work out for you. We'd love to hear from you on it. Okay. I think it's time for the things segment. The things segment. And I'm up first. That's right. You I'm went up first. first. Okay. Let's do it. Well, um, I'm getting back to tech. Last week, I didn't talk too much about tech, but uh, this week, I want to hit a couple of things. Uh, I'm not a big fan of standard clipboard managers and uh, in Windows and in Mac OS X. And uh, if you don't know what a clipboard manager is, it's when you go to copy and paste something. And, uh, you know, you like right-click and copy, you know, highlight something, right-click and copy, and then go to paste it. Well, usually, that gets held in a buffer. You know, and on Mac, you you copy something and then you go somewhere else and you paste it, and it only remembers that one thing, the last thing that you did. That one step, right? Okay. Well, uh, I use a uh, program or an app called Flycut, and it's available in the Mac App Store, and I'll put the link in the show notes. And Flycut is is a terrifically simple clipboard utility that. Uh, what it does, it lets you copy to a clipboard and you can copy things into like a stack of the last 40 things that you've copied. Oh my gosh. So that you can go back and use those later on. So every, simply put, every time you copy or you cut text, Flycut stores your clipping in a temporary stack where you can get it back later on. It lives up in the menu bar at the top of your Mac screen and you can access your recent clippings there either by clipping on the um, or, or clicking on the icon in the in the menu bar or you can uh, 
access it through keyboard shortcuts. I'm not a big keyboard shortcut guy, but I know a lot of people use keyboard shortcuts. So this is how it works. You copy text just like you normally would by right-clicking and selecting copy or by using the keyboard shortcut command C. Every time you uh, copy or cut text, it's stored in Flycut's stack. To paste an item from Flycut, you'd simply put your cursor where you want it to appear, and then you can access your stored clippings by clipping on the menu bar icon or by using the shortcut Shift-Command-V. When you use the keyboard shortcut, this little like heads-up display pops up, and you can use your arrow keys to cycle between the different items that are in the stack, the, thing, the last 40 things that you've cut. So it's super easy. You hit return and select the, the item that you want, and it'll automatically paste wherever your cursor is located. But like I said, I'm not a big sh- keyboard shortcut guy, so I just kind of go up to the menu bar icon and I uh, click on it there. Cool. So here's why I really like Flycut. It saves me tons of time as I'm a pretty heavy copy and paste guy, you know, as I'm working <laughs> right. on different things. And, you know, you can use it for code. You can use it for all sorts of things. So uh, I used to copy and paste to a, like a text editor file or a little, little digital sticky note, right. you know, in the stickies tab. I used to paste things on there to use later on. Well, now I don't have to use that anymore. And when I was doing that, I always got to a point where it was like, okay, well, what do I do with this note when I'm, you know, am I done? Do I, should I save it? And then it's just digital clutter, you know, but Flycut totally replaces all of that. It's free. I need that. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> I know. I try to get you to use my little tricks, but... It, well, sometimes it gives me like 40 in a day. Yeah, I'm, like, well, I'm like, dude, I can't do that. Man, I can't I guess, learn that much. I guess I need to learn the small chunks. That's part, right, right, small chunks. So his goal for the, the year is to help me do that. That's right. That's one of my, one Adopt of my goals. Adopt his tricks. Okay, sorry. Yeah, it's free. It's fast. It's way better than the standard Mac clipboard in every way. And another great feature is that you can sync your your stack between devices by using the optional Dropbox sync feature. So if I'm in the office and I'm on the iMac and I have 40 things in my in the buffer in, in Flycut, I can go in the house and I can open up my MacBook and the same 40 things will be in there. So if there's something I need, it would boom, it's right there for me. Boom goes the dynamite. It's right there for me. Boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Boom goes the dynamite. Oh, you went so, there. Yeah. So uh, if, you use, if you use it with Dropbox, that's great. If you don't have a Dropbox account, you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash Dropbox and learn more about uh, about Dropbox. So Flycut is available from the Mac App Store, and it's I think it is a must-have utility for your Mac. And, of course, again, we'll have links in the show notes. Now, for most of you out there who use Windows still, There are some things that are available for you as well that are also free. In Windows, your Office Clipboard Manager can remember up to the last 24 items, but it only works within Office programs and not like if you copy something from the web, it doesn't work. So, so yeah, but I mean, you have to activate that Clipboard Manager too to remember those. Just saying, huh? Yeah. So you can can get an app that has very, very similar functionality to Flycut. And those are free too. Go to uh, Spartan Light uh, Multi Clipboard is one of them. Uh, M8 Free Multi Clipboard is another, and 3D Clipboard is another one. So all of those are for Windows. We'll do They're, links to all those too. In the right, show notes. we'll do links to all of those in the show notes. And you, trust me, you are going to save a lot of time cutting and pasting. It'll be so convenient. And once you have this loaded, you're going to be like, "How did I live without this oh, for so long?" Cool. Okay. Real simple to use, too. Okay. So that's my thing. Okay, well, you can work on that with me. I will. Okay, I will. I'm still trying to get you to use Text Expander. Oh, uh, I know. 
I still have to memorize things. I don't like that. <laughs> okay. Well, my thing is a real simple one. It's my thing is using canned statements in Gmail. Oh, you got a tech one too? I actually got a tech one, believe Whoa, it or not. Okay. Yeah. Check you out. You proud of me? I'm very proud of Yay. you. Okay, so basically when you compose emails, you can use the canned statement function, which is right under the subject block when you're composing a message. And I use this a lot when replying to clients or potential clients. As a matter of fact, I used it today. It was really cool because I scheduled a needs assessment for a potential client and I was able to use a I was able to use the canned statement that I had set up basically three years ago. Wow, really? Yeah, I've been using yep. it that long and I and you know and what's neat about it, it's it's not like an autoresponder or anything, um, because you have to actually physically click on the canned statement and, and pick it, but it just it takes out all this effort of writing down things that you say that you want somebody to know or you find yourself repeating things a lot in certain emails. It's already done. You just you do it once, you save it as a canned statement, and then when you want to go use that, all the information that you want to say is going to be right there. So, so like I said, I use this today um, to set up an appointment reminder for my, for my client. And it had all the information she needed to know, the date, time, location, uh, the fees associated with it, things she can expect from me, contact information, links for info that I wanted her to either check out or consider. So it was great. So it basically, one, saves you time and effort, and it also makes sure that you say the things that you want to say so you're not missing information. So canned statements. So that's something that – actually, that is a lot like text text expander, canned statements. It, are. Yeah, I guess it is. You know, but with – yeah, it is. It's a lot like that. With text expander, you have to know what the – Right, the, you got to memorize your little, little acronym snippet. or yep. yeah, your little snippet thing. But um, again, it's all about simplifying. Go figure – since this is our Simple Life Together <laughs> podcast, um, these are it's just another tip for you. I love I love Google, I love Gmail, and that's an awesome feature that I use a lot of, you know, with my clients. And so to and to set up a new can statement mm-hmm. when you, you write down, let's say you're starting up a new thing, you know, this is going to be something that I'm probably going to use more often, right? You know, so I don't know. Let's say you're just doing some kind of a statement that you know is going to be used frequently. You highlight that. Right. So you type that into a new email. Into a new email. And then you highlight that whole section whenever you want to copy. And then you just go up to can statement, statement, click on that. And then it just says new statement. And it just copies all that. And it copies that. And then you can title it how you want and and you're set. That's awesome. Wow, that's a huge title. So then when you want to use a current can statement in your, wherever you want to paste that into your, your message, you just have to. It's just like cutting and pasting, basically. But you put the cursor wherever you want to insert that message, go up to canned statement, scroll down to the one that you want to use, click it, and it automatically populates. And, and that could be one word or 10 pages. It doesn't matter. Yes, Isn't it, that awesome? It is awesome. And it includes pictures, too. So yeah. it had my little icon in there. Oh, yeah, and your signature. That's right. Yes, it's great. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, I love, I love canned statements. Okay. Well, that is a, that's, a great, um, that's a great thing. Okay, so that's it for episode eight of Simple Life Together. Today, Dan talked about things to eliminate in the coming year. And Vanessa gave us some great tips for successful resolutions. And my thing was a tech tip about the FlyCut app as a clipboard manager for Mac. And I also covered a few options for Windows users as well. And of course, my thing was using canned statements in Gmail to save tons of time and effort. 
So that'll do it for today. We hope something we said today inspires you to start simplifying your life too. It's our pleasure to be able to share some ideas and some of our experiences as we journey toward a simpler life in the modern world. To make sure you don't miss an episode, the best thing to do is subscribe to the show. Of course, it's free. Just search in iTunes for Simple Life Together, or you can go to simplelifetogether.com slash RSS and subscribe there as well. And thanks to you, Simple Life Together now has listeners in 47 countries and is now in the iTunes new and notable listings in all three of our categories in iTunes, society and culture, personal journals, and even in the technology category. Wow, the tech guy comes through. That's it. That's it. <laughs> but I'll tell you, it sure would help if you took just two minutes to review the show on iTunes. The more positive reviews we get, the higher the show is in the listings, and that's how people find us. In iTunes, just search for Simple Life Together, click on the green Simple Life Together picture, scroll down to Customer Reviews, and in that area, you'll see Write a Review. Click on that, write your review, and submit. It's as easy as that, and it really, really helps get the word out about the show. And so thanks in advance for doing that. It really helps out. Remember, you can find all the show notes for every episode at SimpleLifeTogether.com. They're packed with links for everything we talked about in the show, and we also have additional blog posts and lots of other information there that hasn't been on the show. We also have links to our Twitter and Google Plus profiles and other contact information as well. You probably know somebody who'd also enjoy the show, so take a few minutes and send them a link. As always, we'd love some feedback, so be sure to leave comments below the show notes, or if you have access to a computer with a microphone, you can go to simplelifetogether.com and click on the microphone icon with the words send voicemail. There you can record us a message, comment, or question, and we'll talk about it on a future episode. Feel free to plug your show or site in your message, and we'll help you get the word out. Of course, you could always just send us an email, too. You'll find email link on the website in the sidebar. Either way, we look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, we hope you enjoy your simple life together. Simple life together.